this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. How do you think you deal with emotions? Because like a lot of men, it's suppress. not <laughs> suppress that shit, push it way down. You did it. Suppress, ignore. Nah, no, that was that was like my mo. I won't say the relationship failed, but I feel like I failed in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it shook up my sense of self. Yeah. I tell people all the time that, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, that's that's better for you. And I'm glad you left. First of all, fuck y'all. That nigga left me. Okay. <laughs> y'all can give, try to give me them problems if you want to. That is not what had happened. Okay. Damn. And I tell people all the time, it changed my life. It changed my life. Like, it, it, it let me out. I literally locked myself into a certain life at 22 years old. And it wasn't until, what's crazy is it wasn't until I read like the court case of Diddy and all that shit, mm. like all 35 pages. Oh, Lord. I do not recommend. And what set in for me is like, okay, this 37 year old man is dating this 19 year old girl. And I'm like, bitch, you got married at 22 to a 31 year old man. Hey, Sugar, you're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now and that's enough. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya, and I'm your host for today, and I am super excited for today's episode. But before we get started, I have a review for you guys. Now, this one actually came to me in the DMs, but it was from a guy, which is, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's rare because technically I don't know who's leaving the reviews. But you can kind of gauge a lot of feedback is from women. Um, so even though I know like guys watch the show, they don't always chime in and give me feedback. So it says, hi, Samaya, just want to tell you I really enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for your vulnerability. As a recent divorcee, after 10 plus years, it makes me hopeful to know people are healing and getting everything they want in a partnership or multiple partnerships. Your podcast has the right kind of adulting that I need in this season of my life. As a father of a daughter who is six, I really appreciate the podcast on fathers supporting their daughters when they start their periods and dismantling the idea that birth control encourages sex. Additionally, I work in emotional and spiritual support and have used some of your content to support myself and others. Peace and keep up the good work. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for writing that. Like, <clears throat> I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes men are very brief, so it's hard to know what they're thinking. Um, but this gave me a lot of feedback. So um, I really appreciate you just taking the time to just pour into me. Um, I tell you guys all the time, I actually read the reviews. I open all of my DMs myself. I know that y'all think I'm unreachable, but no, I be reading that shit. I be needing to know what y'all saying. Um, I'm a person and I get imposter syndrome and I get nervous and I be up here sharing all my motherfucking business. So um, the support, the feedback, the ratings and the reviews, I take all of that in. So please don't stop. Um, and if you have not, please click wherever you listen to this podcast and rate it and review it. Um, and I appreciate you. But for today's episode, I have a friend here today. Hey, Nick. What's going on? Say hey to the folks. What's up, folks? How y'all doing? 
<laughs> Good to be here. Good to see you. Nice to see all of this. It's beautiful. I know, right? You were like, let me see how many Rattlers I've had on. I've had Rachel Travels. I've had Sunny Vegan. I've had Ben, Brother mm-hmm. Ben. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. even think y'all have seen mm-hmm. that one yet, but I've had some Rattlers come through. And I think that that's one of my favorite things um, about the show is being able to connect with people that I've went to school with or that like <laughs> just knew me or yeah. I knew when they were a totally different person. Yeah. And we grown-ups. Yes. We're the adults in the room now. Grown-ups. Grown, grown. Big that grown. That is crazy to me. So Nick is a friend. Him and I went to FAMU together, um, SBI, and I have him on the show because he is an all-around creative. And you guys know that my purpose now um, or that I have discovered um, through the Something Extraordinary Content House and SE Media Group is really catering to the creatives. Um, and just really understanding, embodying and like getting connected to like all the emotions and feelings of being a creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because Nick is a cartoonist. He is a rapper. He is a chef. Yeah. It, what else do you do? Yeah. Nick? Please you introduce know, yourself to the folks. Uh, what's going on, y'all? Nick Miller, Nicholas Miller, aka the culinary artist known as Poyo Poppy. As has been said, I, I draw. Um, make music, host, um, art gallery curator to a certain degree, at least in my city, um, writer, creative writer, and just trying to be, have a PhD in me. That's what I'm really on right now. Trying to have a PhD in myself. And that puts, pushes me in the direction of being a creative, uh, keeps me going. All right. Well, I know that you have heard the show before, mm-hmm. but now you are here mm-hmm. with me. And so you will rock through this episode with me as we get our life. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. So we starting off with the adult tip of the day. The adult tip of the day is just a little five minute segment where we do like my therapist says, a life hack or okay. just explaining something because like you said, we are the grown ups in the room. Yes. People are looking to us to know some shit. Yes. You know? <laughs> um, and I brought it all the way back to a saying that I used to, um, I'm pretty sure we've all heard before, which is don't knock it till you try it. And I know it sounds so simple, but I'm at this point where I am, you ever go through something and then you understand why that like little short phrase was made and you'd be like, boy, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. when they be like, you got McDonald's money? Like I feel that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we got groceries. We got food at the house. We got food at the house. (laughs) Like, it'd be little sayings that you just start being like, oh, shit. Like, that's real. Mm -hmm. And one of them, I think, is don't knock it till you try it. And I say that because when I think of you, I literally think of you as a serial creative. And I appreciate that. that, You're welcome. Um, I think that that's really amazing because when we grow up, we just, we get so stuck in our ways and we stop imagining things and mm-hmm. having imagination and we become we don't become more of ourselves yes you know um so i guess i wonder where does that come from like is that natural to you like i know you went to sbi with me so was that yeah. the plan no it wasn't the plan <laughs> like when i got to famu i i, I was there to be an accountant mm-hmm. and like semester one <laughs> nah <laughs> I was there for school, like 100% there for school and yeah. be a student and everything. But what I found through my time in school and even like the first few years and the first job after school was like, was really trying to 
model after the pattern that was set for me, which, yeah. you know, go to school, get a job. You're going to find a wife somewhere between school and job and then, you know, start your life, start your family, get a house, do the things. And the more into that I got, the more I found like I couldn't, it, it came down to like, what do you do for fun? What do you like to do? Mm. And you get asked that question in a season where you just kind of go to work and go home. And it's like, I'm just now a new adult. I'm off campus. I can't, the stuff I did for fun in college don't yeah. seem like I'm allowed to have that kind of fun no more. So I don't know what I do for fun. And yeah. then you're not doing nothing for fun. Yeah. And so for me, like the serial creativity, I guess, came from get back to the things that made you happy when you had time yeah. and like options. I feel that a thousand percent. Um, and I think that covers a wide range of things. And especially with you being a man on the show, I can say that like, we were talking about like astrology before the show and mm-hmm. things like that. Like mm-hmm. when you talk to a lot of men, um, or at least in my experience, more women are like into astrology. And of course it's because it has been commercialized and things, mm-hmm. but just like spirituality as a whole, or just like being into your emotions. So when I say like, don't knock it till you try it, it's literally like everything. Don't knock. If it's pop, I'm not gonna lie to you. If it's popular, I want to know why. Mm. Because I, I'm not, everybody can't be lying. Yeah. Everybody can't be lying. I'm one of those type of people. And so I find that, um, when you're trying to get to know yourself or just trying to be a better you, like the biggest thing that people don't remember is that you have to try some new shit yeah. because the life that you're living is the one that it's you know. It's not working. You know, it's not working. You, so like, what are you going to keep doing the same thing? If you want something different, you have to do something different. You have to think something different. And I have read, um, I read in this book, uh, gosh, what is his name? Well, it's called Supernatural, mm-hmm. Becoming Supernatural. And he was just talking about, you know, a lot of us live the exact same day over and over because we're not starting the day like with a clear mind mm-hmm. or anything. And so you're reliving a lot of yesterday. And if you're not starting the day like with like meditating and clearing your mind, then you're reliving what? Not really present. You're not present, but you're not making any new memories or new experience. Mm-hmm. You're not trying, your, your days look the exact same and you're feeling the exact same thing every day. Um, and so I'm definitely one of those people that try to remember to try something new. And I know it's crazy because I'm like super organized, fun person mm-hmm. and stuff. But I do think that when I'm out trying things though, that I'll try anything because of that reason. I had, I, I used to be like, I'll try anything once person i had to watch saying that but like very much a don't knock it till you try i was like that with astrology yeah for a long time like mm-hmm. man i'm too i'm too whatever i thought i was too much of to like man i ain't into that yeah but as i've had the space and opportunity to like invest more in myself and like really trying to be serious about the phd and me thing like that's been a part of the mix and, and to your point like what's the hype you know what i'm saying yeah. like what's what's the hype let me yeah. see what the hype is and do it actually do it apply to me got you and joe dispenza thank you steph is his name that book hey you guys just dropping by to remind you that it's that time of the month again our virtual monthly meeting greet is this thursday december 14th at 9 p.m eastern standard time how do you join well, you know that Patreon thing that you guys keep hearing me talk about? That's the way. It's a site that houses all of my classes, workshops, bonus content. But what you didn't know is that's also how you join our private group chat, my Instagram close friends, and of course, join our monthly meeting greets. For those looking to support me or simply connect with me outside of the show and on a personal level, this is a great place to do that. 
I've always kept in contact with my tribe firsthand. So when you DM me, yes, that's really me responding. When you see me responding on Patreon, yes, it's really me. And each month when we link up, it's not just icebreakers. It's a chance for us to talk. And believe it or not, I appreciate that time to just be and catch up with you guys. So make sure that you log into Patreon and grab the invite link. And I'll see you there tomorrow, Thursday, December 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, now back to the show. All right, so we're going to get into the Twitter talk. Twitter talk is paying homage to Black Twitter and all the culture and the laughs (laughs) and the craziness and the facts and um, the conversations and the wokeness and everything that um, Black Twitter has always represented, even when the name ain't even Twitter no more. Yeah. You know, so um, I wanted to talk about uh, with music being a part of your career now and one of your creative avenues, how does it feel? and this is really where I just, I really want to know how does it feel seeing so many of the hip hop and R&B and just musical artists that a lot of us looked up to mm-hmm. as well as like grew up listening to, um, like their truths coming out, their nasty, ugly truths coming mm-hmm. out. And I know that we've always, you know, we always say separate the art from the artists and things, but us having a difference of opinion and like you raping bitches is a tote is not the yeah, same thing. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that's not the same thing. And um I think that even that, like even the aggression when we talk about like the music, the way that everything even changed. Like if we talk about like music now, now we gotta switch to bitches and hoes for sure. Like <laughs> gotta- it's unfortunate that that's the association with, it, with know- like quote unquote our music though. And I know that's not like all true, but in the sense of this mm-hmm. conversation, I would love to know how you feel about that. Like how I feel about it is is I put it from two perspectives, or I'll try to put it from two perspectives. Like there's the me because I'm in music and music is a passion and a hobby of mine. Like I take the student approach to it a lot. Like just coming up, consuming a lot of music content, music history across genres, right? Whether okay. that's MTV, VH1, whatever. And like music as an industry, as a profession, anytime you like elevate regular people to this pedestal that suggests that they're not regular, they just talented. They're regular people with talents that you ain't got. So like the nature of the music industry is like, cause they up so high, they be on some other stuff, (laughs) good, bad, (laughs) indifferent, legal, illegal, whether that's rock star cocaine on the tour bus yeah. all the way to the extremes of like the stuff we're seeing right now with our celebrities and hip-hop and stuff like that so i think it's just like a lot of stuff that happened in closed doors private rooms because it took a lot of money to be around that and people with that is on the same type of trying to maintain whatever privacy they got at their public status um for me as somebody who's in it it's like don't obviously don't be that dude one, whether it's like bad business, treating the people that helped you get where you're going properly, how you interact with your fans, your supporters, how you interact with people that only like you because of your talent and just not taking advantage of your gifts at the end of the day. Like, I think when we look at what's happening with the most recent news, it's like how you even get to a point where you play with somebody else like that. Yeah. And it's like your gifting is what kind of puts you in position to have the resources, to have a space and the opportunity. It's like, at what point do you contort your gift and this thing that was supposed to be like a beautiful thing and now you're using it for like bad? I guess I wonder, as a woman, I definitely have an emotional response to a lot of these things. 
But I guess like when it comes to men, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you were raised, but mm-hmm. a lot of men have looked towards other men to be the man in their life, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that mm-hmm. is in hip hop, that's like a rapper or it's your mm-hmm. favorite, you know what I'm saying? Your favorite basketball star yeah. or something like that. So I really want to know like when it comes to the emotional side, like as a guy, or is it one of those things where you just desensitize yourself where it's like, you telling me this what happened, we don't fuck with them no more. Okay. And you just let it go. But like, so how do I feel? Here's the real answer. Yeah. Is like I see the news. I don't want to be in the news, you know, because a it's like just genuinely it's depressing. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's sad. Like I'm not super hurt about the the icon or the mogul like and what that means to me in my life. And oh, I looked up to them and stuff like that. Okay. It's like kind of let that come and go. But it's more about the, like being in the mix of somebody's personal business and story while I'm trying to build my own personal like story and correct my personal business and like improve on my situation. Yeah. It's like, this is a blatant example of like right versus wrong. This is right. What's right. And what's wrong. These things here are wrong. This yeah. person has a career and a businessman may have achieved that, but then you get down into like the, how'd you, how'd you do it? Yeah. How did you treat people? What do people say about you when they, when like, it's all said and done. when it's, when it's over with. And then you talked about how you were raised, you know what I'm saying? And the dynamic, my dad, I'm blessed to have not only had like my dad in my life, but like a series of other, as far as I'm aware, upstanding, you know, you got to say shit like it's yeah, unfortunate you got to say stuff like out that, every right? day. But like, as far as I'm aware, good men, upstanding men, family men, and like blessed to come up in a very different situation where I was not just in a two parent household, but I was around a lot of other married people. Yeah. And that has very much shaped like my perspective on how you treat people, how you treat a yeah. woman and don't make me perfect by no stretch of the imagination. But then there's the general lines of like, don't be a, don't, <laughs> don't be, be a, fuck a fucked up human. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just consent. Yeah. <laughs> like, Can we get some of that? Ask. <laughs> okay. Let's ask. Let's talk about it. You know, we want to do some strange shit. Quote, let's, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it first. You feel me? But it's, I think it's very unfortunate. Yeah. Like my natural propensity is I don't like being in nobody business. Celebrity. Mm. So it's just like more so it's anybody. Like, Damn, this is so all it's this. like, yeah, I'm not. And I, I say like, if we was to get into the deep depths of it, I haven't educated myself and informed myself on the present situation enough to be able to speak intelligently. So I can right. only kind of talk at it. At the and high level. You know? This isn't a show where, and I mean, you've heard the show. This ain't a show where I get into those things. I want the show to be timeless for sure. But I think that just understanding and asking men how they feel yeah. about certain things when some of the people, and like you say, you come from a different background where you don't have to look up to no, no man that's in the, mm-hmm. in the limelight because you have real, real men and real people yeah. around you, which I love that for you. Um, but I'm not going to act like, um, I don't wonder because it's you know, tender. People have, yeah. I think if you talk to like, I don't, I, I'm right, wrong, and different. I don't think I represent most people, how most people think about most things, yeah. just cut my, my story and everybody's yeah. story. Absolutely. But I, I'm, I can't, I can't ignore the fact that, you know, hip hop has raised a lot of us, mm-hmm. um, R&B music. Music has, music has been what food has been to us. Like it's how we celebrate, mm-hmm. it's how we grieve, um, and so many different things like that. But, and I think it paints a picture for your aspirations too. So especially when you think about high level people, yeah. what does success look like? Especially if you ain't seen quote unquote like success in your personal life. Yeah. Well, what come along with it? Money, cars, yeah. clothes, hoes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like that's that's how it's marketed to you. Yeah. And you try to emulate like I won't say you, but people try to emulate that 
and that's they dopamine fix. That's they check the box for my success. That's they like aspiration. And then you get people emulating bad behaviors, you know, in the pursuit of that. I, um, so in this conversation today, I definitely want to talk about, um, the willingness to go out and be a creative and change your life from accountant to creative. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we actually had Allison on the show. I don't know if you remember Allison. Mm-hmm. She's uh, yes, fitness trainer Yes, now. she went from accountant to creative. <laughs> um, so clearly it's a thing. But you talked about wanting to do be an accountant first. And mm-hmm. I guess success looked like consistency. Yeah, stability. Most of us. Yeah, stability. Um, at what point did, did those things change as far as like what you wanted to do? And because now you cook. And then you wrap it and you st- I remember I bought a cartoon for you when you first mm-hmm. came out. Like I'm big on that. When people start doing something, I want to support them and let them know, like, hey, I see you. I know it's hard. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I don't and know if you're good, I don't know if you're bad, I don't care. I just I'm you're doing something new, you're doing something different, and I support that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to know what what really got you into saying, okay, I'm going to switch over to this. It was re- so let's talk let's talk about it. So <laughs> I I'm a procrastinator okay. by in many ways. I am I'll push it to the limit until like sink or, it's swing it's sink or swim at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think I had got my personal life to a point where it was just I'm doing this day job that's like not fulfilling. It's paying the bills, it's stable. I'm doing like the adult things that I think I'm supposed to do. I done got the house, I done I done got the girl, we went ring shopping and all type of all of that. So I kind of just had this chart and I got to a point in life where it's like, I don't know what's supposed to happen after this part. Like, these are all the boxes. I done checked, it. I've checked That's the life. boxes. I don't know what I'm, what else I'm supposed to do. Where's the fun come in? Where I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I'm still not really all the way enjoying it per se. So where's the gap? And it really came down to, um, my girlfriend at the time. Was tired of hearing me complaining about that shit. And it was like, look, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. Either you start, like, start doing something else. Or shut the fuck up. Pretty much. <laughs> like, start doing something else or, like, stop. Or I'm gonna have to, like, yeah. get from around you because this yeah. shit is not entertaining. Whatever her reasons was for, I'm appreciative of the push because yeah. that's where Chicken Coop came from. And by that October, yeah. we had been as licensed. Fryers, fridge, freezer, and was at homecoming yes. selling chicken. So that was the kind of like the nudge for me because at the time my relationship was like the driving thing that was going to get me to get some shit done. Yeah. Um. So like I appreciate her as a friend for giving me that push and as a partner for giving me that push. And after that, it just became like use you gifted and you bless use use them. It ain't got everything that you're good at. Don't have to be a business, but if it's fulfilling, a lot. A lot of my creative ventures started as coping mechanisms before they turned into business, or it started as like this is my piece, my release before yeah. it turned into like an opportunity. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I wanted to know when, like you said, you come from a a great background. You went to a great, the best school, the best in the world. <laughs> so you have you have the tools, right? Mm-hmm. But yet you still didn't have the resources Man. and just understanding that you know these things that I'm doing are forms of self care. What does it look like? Um, really discovering that you need 
more emotional support or needing, you need more of an outlet or understanding I'm not actually happy, but I don't know why. What does that look Mm. like from the male side? For me, it's a lot of, it was a lot of introspection, but like you can, you can kind of turn the wheels, spin the wheels in the mud a little bit, just thinking, thinking, thinking about what's, why am I not happy? Like, why is this not working out? Why am I upset or irritated? And I'm a very introspective person, I guess. Like I take a lot of notes. If something's really, really upsetting me, I'd rather like talk to me about it than probably like talk to the other person. And that's, I've learned that's not conducive, (laughs) you know? So I'm over here with all my notes and all my reasons for why I'm feeling how I'm feeling, but it don't ever get to the point of like actual conflict resolution. It's just a whole lot of thinking. I've had conversations with my male friends and because there's that, how do I really have an effective conversation about this? It's a whole lot of people having like, it's just them. It's them and them. And you already didn't have an answer, so you you ain't really fixing that. You're just doing a whole lot of thinking about the problem. Do you think that, um, not even think, from what I've found, i found that like men are just as much as people pleasers as women. It just, it looks very different. It doesn't look like jumping through a lot of hoops. It looks like sitting around and staying in things and having resentment. Instead, and I shouldn't have laughed at that. I'm sorry. Man, look, it's a dark place. It's a dark place sometimes. Like, there's a lot of resentment um, because they don't know how to speak up. They don't know how to criticize because, like, there is a lot of emotions that are tied to that. Like, somebody start crying and then y'all don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So that brings me to asking, um, why did your well, one, why did you propose? Uh huh. And then two, why did it not? Why is that not the case anymore? We're getting into it, y'all. <laughs> I would sit up, but I'm not going to put my head out the camera. Um, why did I propose? I was very much in in love. Like, okay. like very. Was that your first whatever. time being in love? Real, in a real way. Like, okay. I thought I had been before. And it's like, I, my analogy for this is like, as you experience love, like there's levels to yeah. it, obviously. Like there's. Pup, like I used to think the puppy love, like don't call, don't call my relationship, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but it's like nah, like you just playing a part, like in a play, pretty much. Like this is what you think it's supposed to look like, and it's what you think you're supposed to do. So you're doing the things, and you call, you're calling it love. Okay. And then you find somebody like where it's like nah, like I don't care if it's not perfect. I don't care. I don't care if we having disagreements, like. Your people is my people. What you need, what you got going on, let's figure it out. And that's like another step, you know, towards unconditional love, which is something I'm trying to like get to a point where I'm ready to maintain that. So that's why I proposed. Cause I was like, I got to a point. I remember I was on the phone with my mom. Like, yeah. Babe, this real. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm fucked up about you. <laughs> type time, for real. <laughs> fucked up about you, girl. Uh, What's up? So once, once I was like aware of that, and I had kind of knew I'm not really interested in dating nobody else for a long time. But once it's like, hey, nah, like we on the same mission path. We have similar aspirations for how we want to set up our family life. Like, bet. I but, know what I'm ready to do. Uh, it ain't nothing else for me on the list. Again, my list. It ain't nothing else left for me to do. <laughs> so that's that's why that's why I did I did the proposal. The other question was like, why why it ain't why it ain't work out right? Why I ain't married? Um, so what did we find out? So we found what I found out is like even growing up in a two parent household, growing up around marriage, don't give you as a child like you're a child. 
It don't give you the you tools don't have, to handle marriage. You don't have context on what it actually takes to maintain that. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming into it from a, like, you got 50% of the viewpoints, so you damn near doing 50% of the job. I'm thinking I'm doing 50% of a 100% job really good. Bills, <laughs> bills paid. The best you know 50% I like, ever did do. And I'm thinking, but to me at that time, because of my perspective, mm. I'm all in. What a man is I'm, supposed I'm to do. I'm at 100%. What a man is supposed to do. And so it's like, well, what else do you want me to do? And then you start, you know, women, or my, my experience was I was being asked to do the what else, but like, it was kind of like, that don't make any sense. Like, <laughs> do you think that it's more like a, this is again with your list. Like mm-hmm. men pay the bills, men have this. Well, yeah, because that, so that's, what I, that's what I knew. That was, in, I don't want to use the word indoctrination. Education. I ain't going to call it indoctrination. But like my education is like, hey, I'm not only is this what I'm supposed to do, but I'm equipped with the resources to do it. So it's what I'm going to do. And so, a lot of my perspective on relationship at that time was a lot more out of like, Yes, there's the cute shit, but there's also duties and obligations. Right, what's expected of you? Yeah, and I was really like, long as I'm doing, I'm, I'm gonna make sure I'm doing my duties and obligations at minimum was my intent. And then if you get to a point where you already like unknowingly your duties and obligations is the fifty percent, and there's still like the emotional support, there's the spiritual support, yeah. there's the shit that's gonna happen just because we getting older and family stuff happening, and how do you show up in them times? But, and clapping cheeks. And and clapping the cheeks. <laughs> and clapping the cheeks. See, we, and y'all, we just getting started. It's, we, <laughs> I'm but, just saying. Yeah, so it came down to, um, of course, like, so COVID happened. You isolated with somebody. Um, perspectives on duty, responsibility. Long story short, the relationship ended up like, I saw, I watched the last episode, failing or ending. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go with ended. Okay. Um, the relationship ended and I take account. It's like, I could have been doing a better job at doing more. And beyond that, if I'd have been doing a better job of taking care of myself, mm. all of the things that I could point to as like friction points in the relationship, not that they wouldn't have been there, but it would have been a lot smoother. I understand. So learning how to invest, learning to invest in yourself and make sure you can show up well for a partner and being able to communicate when you can't. And yeah. try to communicate as best as you can at the time why you can't and what kind of help you need if you need help. Do you feel like um, her deciding that marriage, you know, or marriage to you or marriage, whichever one, mm-hmm. um, not being for her, do you think that allowed you a level of freedom to lose the own, your own expectations from yourself as a man? Because like Eventually. Now, eventually. Yeah. But there was like... The time in between <laughs> getting to that point where it's just it so well. terrible. It's like, damn. How do you think you deal with emotions? Because, like, a lot of men, it's suppress. not <laughs> suppress that shit, push it way down. You did it. Suppress. <laughs> Ignore it. Nah, no, that was, that was like my MO, I think, leading up to that point. And then, like, that was the thing at that time in my life that I had tried the hardest at. Mm-hmm. So when you, like, I won't say the relationship failed, but I feel like I failed in the relationship. Mm. And so, like, at the time, that was my biggest It made you feel. Failure. And it was probably like, I don't fail often. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it was just like, damn, nigga, like, I'm hey, not really, <laughs> I was not prepared for this. <laughs> like, I didn't see this outcome on the, like, Doctor Strange really? list of potential, uh, potential <laughs> shit that could go down. I didn't see that as, like, even on the board. So it kind of... It shook it shake up your sense of self. It shook up my sense of self. Yeah. Um, 
and you kind of got to reevaluate and then you can get to the freedom because it's like, oh, this don't mean I'm less of myself. It don't mean I'm a bad person. It just mean like the circumstances and uh, like it wasn't lined up yeah. for that season. And that's fine. I tell people all the time that, you know, and a lot of people like, oh, you know, that's that's better for you. And I'm glad you left. First of all, fuck y'all. That nigga left me. Okay. <laughs> y'all can give, try to give me them problems if you want to. That is not what had happened. Okay. Hey. And I tell people all the time it changed my life. It changed my life. Like it it, it let me out. It let I me out. I wasn't going to leave. I can I, say that. I, I'm, she had to, she had to do it. I wasn't going. So but she, was, <laughs> I said the same thing because I grew up in this two parent household. Like, I don't, we ain't quitting. <laughs> what you mean? We in this, this, that's what marriage is. Right. And so, um, we've seen people live this life that they didn't have the same opportunities that we had. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't know all of their business. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you go more into yourself, you, I literally locked myself into a certain life at 22 years old. And it wasn't until. What's crazy is it wasn't until I read like the court case of um like Diddy and all that shit. Mm. Like all 35 pages. Oh lord. I do not recommend. Zero out of ten. I don't know why I did that. And that's what I've been I've been avoiding it. I don't know why I did it, but I did. And um what set in for me is like, okay, this 37-year-old man is dating this 19-year-old girl. And I'm like, bitch, you got married at 22 to a 31-year-old man. And I'm not calling him like a creep or nothing like that. Like a lot of us come from families where there's a large age gap. So we don't even realize how unsmart it yeah, is. It's what like, the dynamic is, especially in in our present and, day as well. And I'm so, to be honest, I'm so traumatized. I had been so traumatized that, you know, always been mature for my age in certain ways and things like that. So it's not even surprising, but What's crazy is it's like you really, I really almost locked into a life before I had even locked into me. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I'm so grateful because like my life didn't even get good to after Man. <laughs> until like divorce and not like, don't get me wrong. I love my child. That is, I'm so grateful for all the things that came about me making a terrible decision. I'm so grateful for that, you know? But I'm not to do it that. again, you can laugh at anything on this show. This is a dark show. Like, no, it has a like lot of dark go, humor. A, I like, feel like, believe women tends to like apply to really sick shit in general. But like, one thing I had to learn is for that part too. Right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't comprehend yeah. the like, the other side of the engagement, right? There's me and my part and why I'm doing it, how I'm feeling. Yeah. But then there's the person that's agreeing to that. And what that means for their life and how do they feel about the accomplishments they've made up to this point before they attach themselves to, to somebody you. else. Yeah. And what do they still want to do for themselves before they start doing things as a unit and stuff like that. And I that wasn't making sense to me. Because what again, is you talking about? You leaving. But Where again, like, <laughs> believe women apply to so many things. Yeah. Like. I used to think, I used to call Cap on that stuff. It's like, you just, some stuff is just to be cute or some stuff is to be manipulative or some stuff is like, you got your reason for saying that besides just that's what it is. And just because they might have extra reasons, people might have extra reasons too, don't mean that the root ain't still the root. Yeah. And especially with life and what you desire for yourself and what you want to achieve for yourself and be able to feel like it was yours. Um, I think I underestimated how important that is yeah. like in a partnership. I think I, I definitely appreciate you saying like believe women because I think that's one of the most triggering things for me is that I don't, I hate not being believed. Like 
because I can't prove and I can't show you what I'm feeling or say is fact or say is true. And I can't heal like that if you, if you don't believe me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not saying people don't take advantage of certain things. I'm not saying that, but I've definitely noticed that, um, I have, I've, I've noticed more of what I need in a relationship now, which is where I want to head with that, which is, um, what, what are some things that you think you need to accomplish on this new list or lack of list before uh, you decide to do that again? Or what did you learn like you want in a relationship? What do you, I'm giving, throwing out some things. Mm-hmm, I want to hear mm-hmm. a plethora of, of different things from you. Um, what do you, re- like, I realized my list was not specific. Mine is not very specific. It's like, it's qualitative. Like, okay. this is how I want to feel. It ain't necessarily do this, do this, do this, do this. But like, I know how my ecosystem supposed to be. Like, ah, oh, the air is clean here. You know what I'm saying? The water clean. I okay. got an abundance of trees to choose from, you know, yeah. the fruit. Um, for me, what I want for myself before I venture back into that, and I, I was very much of the school of thought, like, you can heal. The, like, you don't got to be apart from somebody to get your shit straight and, like, <laughs> heal. And it's like, ah. You know, you don't got to be a part, but like some stuff is you got to go in your corner and get that right because it ain't no observation or collaboration that's going to get you straight for you. Um, That's the big thing for me right now. Confidence got to be yours and not because you got somebody rah-rah for you, whether that's in your business, your creative endeavors, or just like yourself um, for for Nick as far as I'm concerned. Um, Routine. I really would like to have mm. some more established routines before I invite somebody else, like to be a part of my my world, you know, or invite myself into somebody else's. That's that's been the thing with dating. It's just like, what do you do in a day? Yeah. Like, what do you do By in a yourself. week that you're gonna for sure do? Like, and it's, I'm, that's a commitment I made to me. Now I'm not finna just like invite somebody new and start breaking my commitments and boundaries for myself. So having that a little bit more established would just help. With dating, let alone like help with a relationship, that's been my experience. Sorry to anybody that have like dealt with my, nobody my lack of uh, <laughs> structure, but like, hey, it is. that's where I'm at right now. So, I say, look here, I ain't even apologizing. Yeah, no more, man, I apologize a thousand like, times. Hey, man, my changed behavior. My new thing good. is like, hey, the text messaging ain't gonna. It's not a thing for me. It's not gonna work for me. You want to talk to me? Like, you going to call me? And that's like opposite from a lot of people. But I don't like. I don't got time for it for texting. What I need though. Um, I used to like kind of like transparency used to be my thing. Like, hey, be honest, be honest, be honest. When you get like somebody that's for real, being honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> better be careful what you like, ask for. Boy, so that was something I learned in my mm-hmm. last relationship. Like, I definitely want the honesty, but then when you start getting the honesty about shit you don't really want, like you don't want it that way. You're like, ah, you was honest, but that was a little sharp. Yeah. But it's like that's what you say you wanted. So I'm more comfortable in knowing that honesty not going to come the way you want it all the time. It's not going to be cute all the time, but it is like a make or break um, for me, just so we can be on the same place. Authenticity. I think I've seen people in more than one relationship, just like how you adapt and shift yourself to fit the person to it. And now you're at a point down the line where you're not even being for real to yourself. You didn't yeah. cut off parts of yourself. You didn't chip away parts of yourself. Every time. So that you don't have them rough patches that's going to, you know, affect the other person. That's going to make you grow. Those rough patches and the difficult parts are the parts where you really see, like, this is how we're, we're deciding to grow in life together. Mm-hmm. And I know 
I did look at your chart before we started the episode and you're a Capricorn rising, which means that you are seventh house Aquarius. And so like when it comes to relationships, you know, we're different. And it's like we're we're in this quest of life to try to figure out how to make a relationship work for who we are yeah. versus like what the relationship is like literally letting them all live separately like i'm a thing the relationship is a thing my career is like everything has to be you know and so like routine is definitely a sweet spot Mm. for me because it it was it's what keeps me safe it has my healing stuff in it it has my fun built into it it has the work built into it it has everything that i want to do built i'm inspired yeah (laughs) my routine on paper good as hell i I feel that (laughs) Spiritually. I done came up with a whole bunch of good ideas, yeah. but I'm, I struggle with the execution. It takes me um, about three months to come up with a new routine mm-hmm. because, and this is the thing, you got to be able to fail forward with your routine because that's the thing. I need to know, can I stick to it every single day or at mm-hmm. least for the most part? Also on vacation. That ah, is a big one. Yeah. You can vacation have adjustments, <laughs> but I had to get to that point because I was like, why are people working out on vacation? Like, you know, but it's one of those things. It's not about the working out or losing weight, it's about moving mm-hmm. because I love my body. I want to move. I want to look good as fuck. I'm trying, Angela Bassett's serving these yeah. hoes at like 60. Yeah. Like you better be drinking your water and stretching, you know? So different things like that. Um, but I've found that it takes about three months for me to commit to something because I don't like life to feel like work. Mm. I do not. I know that I'm going to be working for the rest of my life because I am a creative. And so like what retirement as a creative looks like is very different. And mm-hmm. what, retirement from a person that's trying to catch up, like from some of these generational patterns that I'm trying to break and what I want to leave to my child, Mm -hmm. I have a lifetime to go for sure. So with that being said, and especially with me being of service to others, I can't resent the people that I'm here to serve. And so having a routine that doesn't feel heavy, having a routine Mm -hmm. that gives me the flexibility to have the strength to do what I need to do for me every day, and but also have the the currency to do what I need to do for me every day. Like that's what I'm looking for, for sure. Um, Just the flexibility to to do what I need for myself each day. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm a traumatized girl. So like I've been needing to have space to know I can't work today. Like Mm -hmm. I need the freedom process, you know, some of you all might know me from sexual essentials and others might know me from not just another sex podcast, but what you might not know is that I've sold over a million dollar worth of sales with no outside marketing companies at all. For over five years, I've used my degree in business administration paired with my experience of building a brand of influence. And here I am now producing my show and others. With that being said, if you have a business or need to bring awareness to your brand, I'd consider doing it with SE Media Group. Our shows are unique and are created with intentionality and integrity, and we're looking for brands that want to do the same. Marketing should be a monthly expense for your business, just like the insurance or the lights. But truth be told, a lot of small businesses aren't paying for any marketing at all. And if they are doing it, it might not be correct. But I mean, I can't blame you because how can you be a marketing expert when you're too busy being the expert of your craft, which is absolutely where you should be? Let my team use what we know to create more awareness and marketing for your business at a rate that you can actually afford. DM us the word advertise to semedia.group on Instagram to receive details on how to market with your business on our shows. You can also reach us by email at semediasb, as in Samaya Burton, at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for your time. And now back to the show. 
I do want to transition into the sex tip of the day. All right. Let's get into it. So the sex tip of the day is to pay homage to Sexual Essentials, which is my first company. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a hands-on sexual educator and all of the classes, courses, everything is on Patreon. Almost 300 classes, videos, workshops, hands-on demonstrations, and so much more. But we know what you have learned in relationships. Yeah. What is something that you feel like you... Wish you would have learned sooner when it comes to intimacy or the bedroom or sex. Like what is, or something that you would tell you like your younger self or like the young guys. Ask questions. Ask questions. Okay. Tell us <laughs> Ask more. questions. Uh, it kind of go back to the, the believe women thing, right? You know, like, hey, bro, she say she ain't nuts. She ain't <laughs> she <laughs> Not you arguing about it. <laughs> it, it ain't yes, like, a, it ain't an argument or even just like. Hey, well, if you didn't like, let's keep going. If she Talk said, about you know what I'm saying, like let's like that's my disposition. <laughs> like, well, shit, let's get back to it. But just like understanding, I think I used to have a bad habit. Like, I want my review soon. We done. Like, what's up? That's, right, that's right. You good? Rate and review, please. <laughs> you good. But then it's it's like that's not always the time. And so mm-hmm. like, even like that, like hey, I don't want to talk about this shit right now. Mm-hmm. If that's the conversation, like making spe- for me. It's like, I want to know, because I'm trying to be the best at this shit, Not, whether that's for you, for me, or just like in general yeah. for my life. So like, and what I would tell my younger self, like, if you're going to do it at all, do it to be the- Do it right. You know, do and it. ask questions. The unfortunate, not unfortunate, but just like, you know, everybody at different stages in their own personal journey. So like, even if you are an inquisitive person and try to ask them questions, that person may not be familiar enough with their body or what they like and what they don't like. To even, um, to even be able to give that. Yeah. Now that's more prevalent. I think now that we we grown, so my younger sub may not, you know, you benefit from what you benefit from. But I would say that. Um, ask questions. I would say uh younger self, like love yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't owe nobody nothing. You not owe like nobody no dick. You don't owe nobody <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell um, when I talk to men all the time, it's so crazy because I'm not very attracted to men that don't have a lot of boundaries around their body mm-hmm. because like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think, I think men and, and more than men, I think black men are so fucking amazing. Like, I agree. We great. So, <laughs> Shout out to my <laughs> Are so amazing. And it's just like, you can have standards too. Like the only reason that some of the shit we be saying we won't be like getting y'all feathers ruffled is because you just be saying okay to anything and stick your dick in anything like she don't even ask if you okay and i ain't talking about like her making you a sandwich (laughs) afterwards or some shit like that i'm talking about like her touching your body as well Mm. and not just going for the balls and then a kiss or just seeing if you're okay or being able to extend something to Mm. you and make sure that you're sexually satisfied as well. I think that the things that people have problem with are the things that they truly want or whatever and i think that um I think that a lot of a lot of men when they talk, they say that, well, I started doing it, but I mean, she never stopped me or I wanted to do this, but mm-hmm. then she kind of went straight through it. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you wanted more foreplay, you should say, like, I want more foreplay. Like, yeah. C- do, come on. Do you okay. want more foreplay? Let's talk then? about it, though. <laughs> like, everybody is not open to that feedback, right? Mm-hmm. And I know- Are you talking about like women? Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, like, and this happened. I know y'all do. I know y'all deal with it on y'all side with mm-hmm. people just being completely unreceptive to any kind of like constructive criticism. But like, 
I had like women want y'all want what y'all want to, and like <laughs> I uh I was just talking about this. I said I was gonna drop this one on the on the show today, so I'm gonna drop Come it. Come on, up. speak tell so, your truth. This <laughs> is a safe space. So like concept, right? This is for a hypothetical discussion. But like semen retention, right? Mm-hmm. If I decide, like, hey, I'm finna, I'm finna see what that journey feel like for me. Like, let's do what we gonna do. But like, no, I'm not nothing. That's the rule. <laughs> so the validation no is missing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't. What the fuck, I want to do that for you know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have that as the response. Yeah. Right. And it's like, well, is it a non-negotiable? And then you get the, you know, when folks start hitting, the, ah, I don't know. Do you not want to get no dick just because he ain't gonna catch on that. Yeah, and oh. it's but because that's the validate, like that's the trophy for some people. And I think, you know, and I can respect it, I can understand it, but then it's like if we having the dialogue, this is me. I'm genuinely asking for what I would like. To, well, that's what I want. Yeah. And so what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that. I think similar to what you said, one, even men like even tensing up and not sure how to put it because it's like, we know y'all go through it too, mm. but I hate that you guys do feel like you have to say that. Like, I I, I appreciate yeah. it because you're like acknowledging, like, I know men be fucking up in that area. Cool. But you should be able to say your sexual truth, especially if what everybody else doing don't apply to you. Like, yeah. if you know that you're satisfying a woman and you know you're doing your part, you should be able to speak up just like anybody else. Tangible example, though, is just like, I personally do not want to rush through shit. Like, yeah. the first, as far as, well, I say it, like, the first one guaranteed. Like, that's just guaranteed. <laughs> Let's get so, this first one out the rushing? way. Like, well, don't rush me. I, you don't want to be rushed. I'm not going to rush you. Don't rush me. And if we don't have time, Let's be on the same page about like what kind of time we got. Yeah. If this is a quickie list. If, it, if, if that's yeah. what we if on, that's quickie, what we on. Yeah. But like, otherwise, scene. Scene. <laughs> Like let's rotate. That's that's my preference. So like, but I think I can say it's not it's not something until like recently, recently. Like that's a conversation piece, though. You yeah. kind of just take what you get. A lot of a lot of like, oh, we you fuck. Like, yeah. Okay, bet. Yeah, I definitely think that. Um, and it's crazy because semen retention is an amazing tool and it's beneficial to the woman. Like. Somebody that can hold their nut, period. I don't know something. Um, but also, I think that masturbation is something that, like, I I wish more men got into, and not necessarily saying they have to catch a nut because I get mm-hmm. it. Like, y'all energy depletes differently than ours. As ours replenishes mm-hmm. and y'all's depletes, so I get it. But even masturbating without and still practicing semen retention in mm-hmm. that, um, but there is a lot of like women that'll be offended, like. You stroke before before I got here, like you know. First of all, we be we be having y'all on a timer. We know when y'all normally need. So if you take longer than what you normally do, we're like, what, what the been fuck doing? is going on? What you got going on? What's up? So the pussy hey. ain't doing it for you today. Hey. I do have questions, but I will say I watch how I ask those questions because mm-hmm. it's like I ain't being like, so what's wrong with your dick? Like you can't be doing that. <laughs> you can't be doing it. Like that's hey. awkward. Like you scaring the hoes, but <laughs> don't scare the hoes. Don't scare the hoes. But I do have a question like mm-hmm. is um is there something that you need or is there something that's you know like I do have questions and I want to have these conversations um but I think that if you take someone else's sexuality personally mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of problems. Oh, you're going to be insecure you're gonna have in the mother. You're going to have a mother. lot of problems. <laughs> you're going to have a lot like you just you can't Yeah. You, you can't. Yeah. You just you can't do that. Um Okay, so what advice do you have for women? What advice do I have mm-hmm. for women? Now from this age, and have you, that you know- ever asked, ever, ever, what do you like? 
Not going off of what you think. Not going off of, oh, he nutted. Not going off of, uh, he did the eye roll, like, shoulder twitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, did you actually out your mouth? Like, mm-hmm. the same way we got to, hey, how was that? Like, did you, you good? You enjoyed that? Is it something? Yeah. Like, have there ever been the tables turn? And not, like, on some Valentine's Day type time. Not on my birthday. Not, <laughs> like, it's not about you doing something new. It's about, yeah. do we have space to have the conversation? And then what can that do for you? Because there might, like, to your point, right, man, get the first one out the way before you come over there. And that's, in my mind, I'm doing something that's going to be beneficial to me. I'm, you're welcome. And I'm doing something beneficial <laughs> for you, you yeah. know? But once we're having a conversation about that, like, maybe that don't have to be something I do before you get there. Like, how about we get that done? Let's Together. accomplish that one this kind of way. Yeah. And so we can keep this moving along. This is something that you can do so we can like not have to have a hiatus in between. Right. That. But if there's no dialogue, you know, you kind of playing the crapshoot, trial and error, which is a, a lot of the fun, you know, in a, mm. in a sexual relationship. But at the same time, we can. It could be more exact. We can cut through it and be a little more precise with a conversation. Yeah. So, and I, and maybe maybe that's common, more commonplace than I'm giving it credit for, but I don't know because I I, yeah. I know every time I um it sounds crazy every time I suck dick <laughs> when I if, <laughs> if it's new the question is how do you like your dick sucked how do you like sex or how do you mm-hmm. like this. I like to be prepared. I need to understand the answers. I need to know that I've stretched. I need to know what's up. But and it's how many people that ain't never been asked. That's really what be putting you at the top. How of the many top. people ain't been asked that question? Because it'll be. I done been at a point where I done got a question. It's like, well, you know what? I ain't never had nobody. I really don't know the answer to that. I'm down to find out with you though. Like, let's but, fucking figure it out. Let's figure it out. <laughs> but I don't have a like a verbal response that I can give you on that one because I haven't thought about it. I've never been asked, and I haven't. We ain't explored that. Yeah, I don't know. You if, like your toes suck? Nobody ever sucked my toes, baby. I don't know. That are you answering that, or is that the other way? Around? I never had my toe. I I don't know. That's <laughs> an aggressive woman. If she's sucking man toes. Hey. I have a hard. <laughs> That's a hard I no. Not. That's a hard no. Hard. Even if he no. got nice feet, it's a hard, hard no. Hard. No. I will eat man ass. I will not and you, suck no man why? toes. I have a thing about feet, period. Okay. But could you imagine getting a little cut and you being like, <laughs> what? Hey. what? What happened to your mouth? Hey. Like, oh, a toenail cut me. Like, So bro, what about what? bad lady feet? If that's a thing, can't relate. Like, are you talking about like when I suck a, a woman's toes who has? Just because she is it like a is it like a gender thing or is it like a feet? It's, just, it's a feet thing for you. You said it's a feet. I'll thing. suck a woman's toes, but if she got nasty toes, no. Okay, get your, get your toes. Done. <laughs> get your toes done, no, I. But I prefer my toes sucked. I prefer mm-hmm. the, the sucking happen over here. Oh, so it's top tier activity. It's t- top tier activity. Um, uh, and I don't have very many nose, so I feel like we could let that one slide. It's feet. It's fair. Mm. It's feet. But it's crazy because I say the opposite about ass. It needs to be on the menu. We're at, we're at the age that it's time to grow the fuck okay. up. You need to start eating ass. If you're not eating ass, <laughs> it's time to try it today. Okay. Give it a shot. What do you tell the ladies that don't want their ass ate? I can't tell nobody what to do with their body, but bitch, you're missing out. <laughs> That shit feels so good. And then I ain't gonna lie to you, if you're uncomfortable with it, because it is new. I mean, it is your ass. Whole. Whole. Yeah. Um, 
if you do feel uncomfortable, I feel like masturbating at the same time helps take some of the attention mm-hmm. off of like, yeah, so you playing with your coochie, it's the feeling that you're used to mm-hmm. and things like that. And when you add ass eating in there, it's like, okay, now you're less focused on like somebody being in your booty hole. <laughs> Because that's where you get up in the brain. I think so. It's a booty hole. That's fair. It's a booty hole. It's fair. (laughs) I don't know who the fuck tried it, but they deserve a Nobel Peace Prize because you really went. They changed the game. You changed the motherfucking game. Could you imagine what it was like the first time somebody ate a booty hole and it was like, bitch, that's what, guess what? That's all that happened. Somebody told somebody about somebody and then now all these people eating booty holes. (laughs) Hey, you have, let me tell you. Now I don't know how it happened. It was an accident, but hey. this is what had happened. That should go crazy. Happy. Like that's that's an orgasm that I could have without my clip being touched. I was impressed. <laughs> hey, like dude t- what? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see my face. He said, do tell. <laughs> it's just <laughs> do tell. I was unaware. That's how that I don't have any details. I just know that's how it goes. I was just like, I've learned something new. I think it's a thing. It's a play. You know how people be like, "Ooh, that's my spot." Like we, (laughs) (laughs) when you was like fifteen, you be like, Uh "Ooh, don't do that. Uh That's my spot." Look here, there are a lot more spots than the spots you was talking about, and I feel like that's a spot that is wired straight to your clitoris. That is my that is my thought. And so is the the ask questions, man. Like again, that's why I think that's top tier advice. It's stuff you don't know until you ask. It's stuff and it's stuff you don't know. It sounds like you said there's some stuff you don't know until you ask, and I not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I'm full of it, man. I'm here all night. I can't have too much fun. They was already coming and saying that I'd be cutting people off. So I've been trying to like you, you I'm like, don't friends. laugh and cut him off. You like, that's all I've been thinking. Because I'm going to laugh. Look here. Now we got I'm, into the sex I'm, stuff I'm and I'm excited. And I'm like, mm, let him finish. <laughs> let him finish. All right. Um, all right, you guys. Make sure that you tap into Just Another Sex Podcast, which is the bonus episode of the show. The bonus uh, podcast that is geared totally towards all things sex. And it's over on Patreon. Make sure that you click the link below um, and check that out because there are all types of videos. Ass-eating videos. And there are no demonstrations of that on there. I don't know what you guys are signing for, but that's not there. Uh, but classes on where to start, how to have those conversations and other types of conversations, um, as well. And not just for the women, like their pussy eating classes on there, like the same masturbation classes that I give the women, I give the men. Because why would you want to learn how to do something differently than what she learned how to do? Exactly. I'm just here to get you out of That's a codes. big roadblock, honestly, if you can't. If a woman that's what? very familiar with herself. If you, oh, if you can't ma- If you can't match the energy, boy, you, you did. It was so crazy. Real. The cheat code is really... Don't be scared to use toys with her. Whatever she's doing to herself, you can't you can't be scared to do. Because at the end of the day, if you give her the nut, however you delivered it, you still gave it to her. Mm-hmm. And it's less work she had to hey, do. Man, I man. ain't flying you. That carpet tunnel shit is real. Tony like, Stark don't be mad about the Iron Man suit, bro. Okay. <laughs> He's a superhero, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> He's a superhero. He ain't the Hulk, but he, nigga, that's Iron Man. Let the toys work <laughs> with you, okay? All right, so before we get up out of here, we have to do the spiritual tip of the day. And the spiritual tip of the day is similar to the adult tip of the day, but basically breaking down spirituality one by size piece at a time because it can be pretty intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, I think all of us are on this quest of um, getting back to ourselves, you know, and going through life, we're just finding ourselves over and over again. And I think that's nothing but a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we don't know the verbiage or you know, someone gets there before us and they're talking about it, then we're kind of confused. And then we kind of want to like 
You put it over yeah, the corner. Yeah, you kind of resist like, it. Oh, and then a lot of things else. are commercialized. So it's like, why are you rubbing that stone? Like, it's just like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Like, if you don't, if you don't know, you don't know, you mm-hmm. know? So it's just a bite-sized piece of, um, you know, spirituality and all things that it encompasses um, to help people be more aware. Um, and actually, I have a question. As a man, um, what is it like? diving into your spirituality and not religion, Mm -hmm. but your spirituality, because you have talked about, you know, getting into, um, trying to get into meditation Mm -hmm. and and making that more of a routine, but also getting into astrology and trying something new, something that, you know, especially in this world where they call everything sassy. Yeah. Like how, what does that journey look like with you finding a relationship with your spirituality? For me, community has helped. Um, Being a creative, being in art and music has put me around more people that are on that journey themselves. Yeah. Um, so that helps me kind of have like the comfortable space to kind of, you just get it by osmosis to a certain degree. And that opens the, that's opened the door for me to explore it for myself. Um, ultimately a tie back to that, just really wanting to understand me and like that PhD and me concept. So that's what I don't really care how nobody feel about it. That is, I'm trying something to leave. It's going to stick or it's not going to stick. Yeah. Um, what was the other part of the question? Like, what is it like as Just a man? What is that, yeah, what is that? What is that journey? What does it look like? like? It's a lot of pro- making time for your private time to be beneficial and not just strictly decompressed. I'm not just on the game. I'm not just mm. on the phone with my homies. I'm not just, you know, if whether it's drinking, smoking, going out, whatever your thing is, um, having time where it's just me, myself, and myself, you know, to process the day, process the week. What's the thing I'm not thinking about? What's the thing I'm not, what what am I avoiding ultimately? Because as a procrastinator, it's like if it's manifesting like that in your physical life with work and how you're taking care of your house, like how are you taking care of yourself internally? How are you taking care of your spirit? How are you feeding your spirit? So for me, uh, what a lot of people would call just trying to become a better man, that's a spiritual journey. Like whether you applying horoscopes and astrology or crystals to it, like that's a spirit, that's a vision quest by, by his damn self. Is trying to crack the code on like, why do I do this stupid shit that I do and not do the things I know are smart, sensible things to do? <laughs> Let's figure it out. That's a spiritual journey by itself. So I would say to people that's everybody trying to become better, like don't over mystify. Like it gets there, but like you don't have to over mystify it and let that be a reason you don't explore how to heal yourself, how to grow yourself, how to find your superpower, how to do all of that. And that's, yeah. that's the time I'm on. And it's like, it's imagine what it looked like for Nick. I can't like, as a Nick, the man is like, I still am a kid in my brain. Like, that's why I yeah. still make cartoons. That's why I'm making music. That's why I'm doing things and that may have an age barrier to some people, but it ain't to me. So I'm trying to live life like all that superhero shit is real. And I'm going to test it. If you say I can telepathically communicate, I'm going to try it. If, yeah. if it say I can heal myself without medicine, I'm going to try it. Because somebody thought that shit was true. So, I need to see what's up. What you doing? What is hidden? How long I need to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into it. Yeah. And that's what it looked like for me, man. It's, it's, it's time I have to schedule to play. It's playtime. Yeah. It's serious, but it's still playtime. Just like making music is a spiritual activity for me. Creating art is a spiritual activity. I love that for you. I don't think there's um I don't think there's anything better than somebody that's on that journey of finding themselves because you always see everybody else differently. It's like we be colorblind. 
Mm-hmm. And then we see things and we swear we love things. We swear we like things. We swear we, we swear we didn't like things. And there's no such thing as always or never. Man. Like, really, it's not. And the more that you get back to yourself or find yourself or really discover who you are and, I mean, the intricacies of who you are, like, not just, oh, I'm nice. Oh, I'm tall. Like, yes. do you have the descriptions? Can you really explain yourself to somebody else? The more that a person can do that, they... Yes, it's a lot more pain, mm-hmm. but also it is a lot more joy. Mm-hmm. And I think there is nothing more beautiful than a black man having that black boy joy because it's like you guys have been shape shift into these like desensitized creatures right. at such a young age because we're so busy trying to create men and women when at the end of the day we're people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just especially having a son. I'm very aware that men need more hugs, that boys need more hugs, more love, more I love yous, more more um, compliments and, oh, you look so attractive or you're so handsome. Like, you cannot tell my son nothing after he get a haircut. <laughs> like, he coming around and he doing like this because yeah, he wants you to no see. Son. And I and I love that for him. Like, um, just being able to feel without somebody categorizing you at the age of eight or nine or any of that and, and thinking that, then you can grow up and ask that same man to all mm-hmm. of a sudden be in touch with his feelings and right. all of these things. Like, it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. And we talk about them not being prepared, um, but we play a part into that. So calling, overly calling men sassy and not really asking about their story and their journey and things like that. It's just, it's not conducive. Yeah. Um, don't ask me a question you don't really want to know the answer to. Talk about you it. Know? Talk about it. Um, but, you know, being loved by a man that loves himself is totally different because he's aware of how intricate he is and so he can see you know the puzzle pieces of you mm-hmm. and i think that um on this journey that's what i'm looking for a man that loves himself because then he's ready to receive love because mm-hmm. that's what he's used to and that's you know, a journey versus like you know a lot a lot of people are not ready to be loved they're very we're very uncomfortable that. with receiving being seen that you know like that being it, seen for real like the ugly part too like, nah, you got a whole stain on your shirt, yeah. my boy. Like, I see that. And I love I'm, you anyway. I'm not judging fine. you, though. It fits still hard. Like, <laughs> the fit is still, it's still going. You old boy. Um, but please, uh, well, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming by um, and, you know, just sharing and letting us just, like, into the mind of a creative and the mind of a man. Yeah. Um, and trusting that this is a safe place for that. I'm very proud of you for continuously creating something different and something new. It is so scary to do something New, especially a creative venture at that. Like, you just wearing your heart on your sleeve, you know, even though you're a Sagittarius. And I I love that for you. Representing for the game, man. (laughs) Reformed, you know? I don't don't hurt people no more. I try to, at least. I try not to. Um, But please tell everybody um, where they can find you and how we can support you. And, you know, yeah. Sure thing. Um, On Instagram, you can find my creative endeavors, specifically my music at poyopoppy.gnf. That's P-O-L-L-O-P-A-P-I dot G-N-F. Shout out to everybody took Spanish one, Spanish two. (laughs) You can check my personal page. It's just Mr. Miller dot gnf you know they'll all lead you back and forth to one another you know but uh no i'm super happy to be here um new music dropping next month uh new art i do my own cover art as far as the music's concerned uh commissions are open if you need a little cartoon work the music fire please go look at me on all streaming platforms i'm not i'm learning to toot my own horn i've never been a horn tutor but 
there's some things in life that I'm just genuinely good at. And I found that this is a couple of the things I'm good at. I make fire-ass cartoons and I make fire-ass music. Uh, and fire-ass chicken, too. Uh-huh. These are the facts. Now, I don't eat chicken no more, but I was very jealous when everybody... I was like, <laughs> bruh, you gonna... What are you going to make for me yeah. at homecoming? They had all different types of sauce and everything. You know, family homecoming be having thousands mm-hmm. of people, thousands of people. Um, it's just really beautiful to know that when you're doing something and it, all you had to do was do it and it works out. And you was, all you and had you to do was, was worried do it. about it and you didn't want to pull the trigger. <sighs> so. If I, like, can, can I offer like my, my like parting word? Absolutely. Hit whatever, us whatever that thing that you've been avoiding, 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 man, just do it. 15 minutes, you've been putting off a 15-minute task for two years, three years. Just do it, bro. You block, don't be the reason that you block, don't block your own blessings, dog. Or, or ma'am, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't block your own blessings. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Please make sure that you rate and review. And also, if I'm improving, like seriously, um, on, Anything, let me know. And if I need to work on anything, don't hesitate to let me know. My DMs are always open. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for always keeping a safe space. And if you guys have more topics that you would like to hear about, please make sure that you DM me um, because we are shooting for the spring and all of that. So um, I'm really grateful to be able to just bring other creatives on and people that I grew up with that I know and, you know, pick y'all brains and y'all helping me. You know, do my job every day. Oh, so I'm you helping so me do mine. <laughs> I'm inspired. That's half the job over here with being Look creative. Here, I'm that inspired. Is half the job. Uh, make sure that you guys sign up to Patreon. Um, bonus content is there. The sex positions of the day are over there. Those are back, um, as well as some bonus episodes of Boats and Hoes and just another sex podcast. But until next time, I love you guys and bye. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as sexual.essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.